Hello, welcome to the ARC podcast. We're so glad you're here. My name is Joy and I am here with Adam Savadas. Hello. And today we have a special topic to discuss. We're talking about simplifying our lives and I'm sure all of you listeners um, will relate to the topic as all of us are busy and busy seems to be revered in our culture. So we're going to talk about two of the 10 practices that you can do to unclutter your soul. And by doing that, it's really uncluttering your mind and your heart as well. So uh, this book is written by Bill Hybels. He is the senior pastor at Willow Creek Community Church, which is not too far from us here at Tyndale. It's in Barrington, Illinois. And the premise of the book goes like this. Are you overscheduled? Are you exhausted or overwhelmed? You're living at a velocity you know deep down is unsustainable. Your life is off course, too crammed with busyness, too out of focus. You keep waiting for things to get better, but they never do. In Simplify by best-selling author Bill Hybels, the book identifies core issues that drive this kind of living and offers action steps to help you live a better way. By eradicating clutter from your inner world, you can experience immediate rewards greater energy, clearer purpose, richer relationships, and more. Your life won't simplify itself. You must act. Isn't it time? So we hope that that introduction is intriguing enough. Um, To begin our conversation, we wanted to share the book trailer with you because within it there are testimonies from people who have read the book and have been transformed. There are elements that will touch on every stage of life, and so we hope you can relate. So take a listen now. Almost everywhere I go these days, I hear three phrases. I'm exhausted, I'm overwhelmed, and I'm overscheduled. And this has actually bothered me so much that I decided I wanna put some headspace into this. Why is it so universal? We're gonna talk about how to unclutter your mind and your heart and your soul so that you can live a different way. I view my life right now as that I'm living in 15-minute increments, and that's not a healthy way to live. However, it's the only way right now to kind of survive. Part of me was actually upset at God. I would remember I would pray and say, God, give me these passions, these things that I want to do. I'm not doing anything with them. I never thought I would feel this kind of shame by being in that kind of debt. I felt God was so disappointed in me. I really didn't know what my identity was. I was really searching and searching for for who I could be. I reached out towards different groups of people, and it so happened that the people I gravitated for smoked pot and drank heavily. I told myself so many times, like, you're not a woman anymore. No one would ever want to be with you. I would just feel like, like I was a cardboard cutout. My life looked like this one thing, and it was something completely different. Working through forgiveness together as a family, that to me, that's really been the messiest part of it all. I feel like we kept getting in each other's way. Every time I've removed the clutter, every time I've simplified the decisions that I needed to make, there's been a payoff. Imagine what would happen if all of us would choose God's way at those critical intersections in life. And pretty soon you'll be en route to becoming the kind of person that you know God wants you to become. So we 
we hope that trailer was descriptive and entertaining. If you'd like to see the visuals for that, feel free to go to the Simplify product detail page on tindall.com. And Adam and I are choosing to focus on the first and last chapter of the book. The first chapter is called From Exhausted to Energized, Replenishing Your Energy Reserves. And I can say from personal experience, um, many of my days are lived exhausted, going from one thing to the next and thinking about all the things that I need to do and trying to get through my schedule. So the key concept we're going to talk about is something that Bill calls bucket full living. Joy, why don't you talk a little bit about what uh, bucket full living means? Maybe read an excerpt. Sure. Absolutely, Adam. So first I'd like to just share what uh, Bill says is simplifying. So we first need to understand his definition and he says uh, in the first chapter, simplified living is about more than doing less. It's being who God called you to be with a wholehearted, single-minded focus. It's walking away from innumerable lesser opportunities in favor of the few to which we've been called and for which we've been created. It's a lifestyle that allows us when our heads hit the pillow at night to reflect with gratitude that our day was well invested and the varied responsibilities of our lives are in order. And that's a good thing for me to be reminded of because I don't know how you feel about this, Adam, but when I hear simplify, I evaluate my life and don't feel like I can really take any of my responsibilities out of it. So sometimes that leaves me feeling like, oh no, am I missing something? How do you feel about that, Adam? Yeah, a lot of it is about attitude and approach, um, which I like, which translates well into bucket full living. Mm -hmm. And that's a concept that you can probably envision in your mind. You think about a bucket and we want our lives to be full, but not not full to where it's overwhelming, um, but full to where it's really, there's a sense of contentment there. And so um, Bill goes through some quotes that people had when they felt like their life was full um, in a really positive way. And they said, I'm at my best when I'm filled up. I feel the presence of God more consistently. I make better choices. I feel more creative and more soulful. And so like we said a little bit ago, the, the simplification is not just marking things off your schedule. It's really, like Adam said, an approach um, to life. And um, towards the middle of the chapter, Bill talks about five keys to replenishment. And um, he, he talks about replenishing our energy reserves because, again, I think that we only have so much. Sometimes we overestimate how, we, how much we can do in a limited amount of time. And so the five keys were connecting with God, which is self-explanatory. And then we have family. And um, family looks different for each one of us. Um, but it's not supposed to be a burden. You know, it's something that's supposed to be enjoyable. Um, the third is satisfying work and um, finding something that you enjoy spending your days at. We all know that work can be really draining. And I think for both Adam and I, um, coming to a job that we really enjoy has been a benefit. And then the fourth is recreation. And, you know, being in Illinois, it's not as easy <laughs> to do that part of the year. We have to be very creative, but realizing we're more than um, minds and spirits. We are bodies as well. 
And then um, the last one, which goes a little bit more into what I just mentioned, is exercise. So the recreation could be a little bit more about vacation um, and such. So speaking of that, Adam, which one do you feel like out of the five that maybe you have the hardest time replenishing? Exercise, which is tough not only because of the time, like finding the time, uh, having a two-year-old and there's only so many t so many hours of the day where I'm home and he's awake. So like wanting to be able to spend time with family, but also find the time for exercise. And I feel like that one also affects all of the other ones. Like it's, it's like a resetting time. When you're consistently exercising, it makes you more energetic and mm -hmm. it can help you in all the other areas. Mm -hmm. So, but it's hard because it's always also the hardest one for me to stay motivated to do, find the time to do and not just think about how hard it is in the moment, just how I'll feel afterwards. Right, and you know what's tricky about it is that it's not as necessary as maybe the other ones seem. Like yeah. for you, it could be you know connecting with God, family, and work. I mean, those are your th three of the main priorities in your life, and the others, for me, I find recreation is the hardest. So I find that I, I work until everything's done, and then I feel like I can play, <laughs> if you will. But as many of you know who are listening, the work never ends. So you really have to decide when to have that recreation time. And for me, I have to be very diligent about planning that out because otherwise I will never get it. And then, like Adam was saying, it really does affect the other areas. So if I'm not resting, then my work is not as satisfied because I'm exhausted. Um, or I'm not as consistent with my workout schedule or calling my family. Um, that's spread out around the country. So um, I think it's important probably to have all five of them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that about recreation because one of my favorite hobbies is writing, especially fiction writing, but I never feel like I can do it unless, like I know I have a bunch of work I could be doing. So it's hard even in the evenings, like I could spend an hour writing, but I wonder how much of my work I could get caught up on if I use this time for that instead. Right. So it's always hard for me to uh, gotta get to that <laughs> fun stuff, but I've got all this work that I could relieve myself of. Yes, yes. And you know, I was mentioning something of something similar to one of my sisters and saying, you know, Grace, I can't ever find the balance. You know, I was thinking of really this teeter totter in my mind of and never feeling like it was completely balanced. And she's like, Joy, I would, I would challenge you to see it more as a blend. So there's all of these different elements in your life, and they're all together. It's not so much like good and bad, up and down, because when you become extreme and black and white about something, it's, it's really hard to find the perfect degree. Um, and so that was an encouragement to me. Um, at the end of every chapter, um, if you get the book, which we highly encourage you to do, there's also a curriculum for it that you can do with your small group or your church. Um, Bill has action steps. And for this chapter, the um, Exhausted to Energized chapter, he gives us two. And that's um, first take an honest assessment. And that is essential for any type of growth. Before you realize or know where you need to improve, you have to find a baseline. And so that would be evaluating each one of those areas for you and saying, Lord, like, how am I doing? Ask other people, people who know you well, how do you think I can improve? 
And then um, the second action step is crafting a custom replenishment plan. Um, and this will naturally, some of this will naturally come and then Bill also says to stimulate your thinking, just glance back at the five replenishers um, and then pick one, pick one that stands out to you and say, like for Adam, maybe exercise for me, um, recreation, and focus on that instead of saying, oh no, like my schedule is crazy and I need to work on all five of them. Yeah, I think that ties in with the title, Simplify, um, that it's a, that's a method that can be applied to a lot of different areas of your life. Like if you're trying to eat healthier, you're not gonna completely, it's not, it's not gonna be, um, as effective if you try to completely overhaul your diet all at once. Maybe just like try to change one thing. Maybe you're gonna start drinking more water every day or you're going to eat fruit for breakfast and then build on top of that. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna be a long lasting change if you try to do it all at once and fail at it. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we're creatures of habit and it takes a little while to develop the habit. And I think, like you said, Adam, if you're focusing on one thing at a time, you can recognize little victories along the way, and that'll encourage you to continue in the journey. So in between chapters 1 and 10, um, Bill talks about a few other topics, and I'll just list them here, and then we'll get into chapter 10. Um, he says, from overscheduled to organized, harnessing your calendar's power. So after evaluating those five areas, going into what is actually on my schedule and how am I actually spending my time, um, chapter three is about being overwhelmed, um, transitioning from being overwhelmed to in control and mastering your finances. Um, four is from restless to fulfilled, refining your working world. And um, no matter if you have a paid job or not, or even you're a student, uh, we all work. That, that's a common denominator for everybody on this planet. So um, that's a good one. From wounded to whole, making room for forgiveness from anxious to peaceful, conquering your fears, and then from isolated to connected, deepening your relation, relational circles. Um, chapter eight is drifting from, from drifting to focus, claiming God's call in your life. Chapter nine is from stuck to moving on, welcoming new seasons in your life. And you've probably recognized that all of these chapters are interconnected. So you think about making room for forgiveness and then deepening your relational circles, like those two go hand in hand, or refining your working world to claiming God's call in your life, vocation. Um, so I think Bill does a really great job of weaving all of this together. Um, we'll spend the rest of our time in chapter 10, and that one's titled From Meaningless to Satisfied, The Legacy of a Simplified Life. And... Um, Bill uses Ecclesiastes quite a bit, as we all know. It's you know written by King Solomon, who was the most wealthy king um, in the Bible and really to be known on earth. And he came to realize, despite all the wealth, satisfaction was really found in God. And Bill finishes the book in chapter 10, and that's entitled, From Meaningless to Satisfied, The Legacy of a Simplified Life. And in this chapter, he wraps up and summarizes all of the points that he made in the nine previous chapters and then also gives us more calls to action and saying, what does this really mean? How can we apply this? Um, and the biggest question 
of this chapter and then in the scripture he uses mostly from Ecclesiastes, he says, how satisfied are you? He talks about how satisfied are we with our jobs, our income, our marriages, or in my singleness, and then, you know, with my home and my car and clothes and all the other assets that um, might be used to evaluate your value or your worth in the eyes of others. And um, I personally have a harder time with satisfaction. I find that it's a little bit easier to see what's yet to be done or yet to be had and pursue them hard until I get them. In the corporate world, it's often encouraged and praised, and a lot of that is good because you're only going to harvest what you sow. Um, but again, sometimes I think we can be chasing the wind, and that's what Ecclesiastes speaks of, and then that's what Bill also touches on. I have a good um, current pop culture reference that will go Please. well with this. So there's a very popular musical right now called Hamilton. It's about Alexander Hamilton, one of the you know, founding fathers. He was on Washington's original cabinet. He was the first treasury secretary. And throughout the musical, there's this theme of never being satisfied, and that kind of motivates uh, several of the characters. You can see throughout how not being satisfied with what you have, so Hamilton wants more uh, wants more wealth, wants more power in the government, wants to do more with his life, wants to have his legacy uh, secured so it lives on without him, but he's never satisfied with what he has in, in the moment or what he's accomplished. So it's that's what's motivi- mo- motiv- motivating him. And if you know anything about history, it does not work out well for him in the end. So mm-hmm. having, um, trying to constantly uh, fulfill satisfaction sometimes be a bad thing but it, it could be good as well if you're trying to um, be a better person because of it but mm-hmm. um, you said Bill lays out seven surefire paths to chasing after the wind so there's different uh, categories of things that can that we might pursue that could be um, bad if you pursue them in the wrong way but they could be good for you if you pursue them in the right way so physical health is one of them that goes back to exercising Mm-hmm. Education, you could go on and on with pursuing degrees forever, and maybe that's a status, or maybe it's really a pursuit of a uh, more fulfilled life. Pleasure, we all know the ups and downs of that. Work, mm-hmm. work or accomplishments, uh, trying to get that promotion, or trying to um, gain more power at your company, or maybe it's just because you're good at something and it's the way you... Uh, your calling and then pursuing wealth I can go along with uh, work too and sex we all know the uh, ups and downs of that there could be something scandalous or it's part of your beautiful marriage uh, fame that one's obvious too uh, we see it every day in the media mm-hmm. which is can be sad or people can use their fame for good things like uh, mm-hmm. like any of these things Mm-hmm. So sometimes celebrities will use it to raise money for charity or they'll mm-hmm. use fame to crash and burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Adam, and I think you touch on a key point, just saying that all of these things can be used for good. They can be redeemed by the power of God. Adam, you make a good point in saying that all seven of these things can be redeemed. 
but I'm thinking when you brought up Hamilton, I, I thought back to first Lucifer. He was not satisfied with being the most beautiful angel that God created. He wanted to be God himself, and that caused him to fall. And then I was thinking also of Eve. She was not satisfied with perfection. Can you believe that? I mean, it's hard for me to fathom because everything was perfect. All her needs met. There was just one thing she couldn't do, and, and she wanted it all. Um, and it, it's a good reminder for all of us. I was speaking with a friend last night saying we were in a bookstore, and I just get so excited about being in bookstores, and I want to read everything. And I was thinking it's so interesting that God does not give us time enough to fulfill all our desires. If I had all my desires, I would read everything on the shelf, but I don't, and so I have to prioritize, and hopefully that prioritization would be yielded to the Lord, and in that I would find satisfaction. Um, because again, we're not able to do everything we want to, which is the nature of life. We are limited. One of the things he talks about in the end is that we need an endpoint. So he said there's no point in simplifying your life if you're steering toward an endpoint that doesn't matter to begin with. So beyond the ABCs of how to make my life more manageable, you need a vision and you need goals. And so for me, it wouldn't just be to hang out with my friends more. That's a very basic, yes, it's a expression of recreation, but for me, I think the bigger thing would be to rest, and in so doing that, become more like God because he rested. Um, so to have that in mind is really important. And then, you know, Bill goes through the last uh, one more list of furnishing a sacred place. So we all know that we have living spaces, we may have our office or a cubicle, um, another third place, like a coffee shop or a friend's house or a retreat center that we like to go to. And um, we need to make sure we find those places. And that, I think, parallels with um, satisfying the inner soul. So Bill talks about a few filters that we can use, three of them, in fact. And he says, first, the filter of satisfaction. Will this thing bring true satisfaction? The second one is purpose. Does it align with God's purpose for my life in this season? So that is an important question to ask because sometimes we have goals in life, but it's not the right season. So like Adam, you were mentioning, you have a family, and it's much different than like me who's single, and I can prioritize exercise. Um, and then the third is significance. Does it help me lead a life of significance? Big ideas. Big ideas. <laughs> So, like, again, I said in the, the beginning, the action steps, you know, for this chapter, he's talking about um, evaluating the path to win chasing and um, asking yourself, am I chasing after any of these? Um, and then he calls us to review the other chapters and um, see how we're doing with those. And again, like Adam said, it's a process. And then finally, um, Bill lays out in the end, just in an appendix of choosing a life first, that can be a great way to come up with a vision uh, for which to implement the steps that he had talked about before. Um, and then he also includes some key scripture on the topics that he's studied. So there's a lot here to unpack, which is why 
it's great to have a book so you can go through it at your own pace. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there's a lot more topics that we didn't cover. So check out the book, Simplify, simplifybook.com or go to tyndale.com. Mm -hmm. Check it out. There's a free uh, chapter. You can read the first chapter for free at, at tyndale.com. There's also a free video curriculum that you can stream online that goes along with this if you wanted to do this with your small group or just with yourself. There's also the Simplify uh, Participants Guide, which if you did want to do it with a small group, it has like questions and uh, group discussion topics and things to mm -hmm. go through each chapter. And another thing to mention is sermon notes. So there are sermon notes for each chapter, I believe. So even if you're not a pastor or um, a small group leader or something like that, you could use them for your family, you can use them for your own study, or give them to a friend who is influential in uh, church leadership. Um, so we hope we encouraged you today. Again, we only briefly skimmed the surface. This is quite a in-depth book with a lot of analogies and practical application. And um, our challenge to you after listening to this podcast is to um, give some time to think about your life in one area that might be able to be simplified and um, start there. And let us know what you think. Yes. Yes. Thanks for listening today. 